Welcome to the Maitripa College podcast. Maitripa College is a Tibetan Buddhist graduate school in beautiful Portland, Oregon. Interested in Buddhism and want to take your understanding deeper? Each week, we feature different teachings, conversations, and highlights from our community programs and archives. We invite you to join us in listening to and learning from some of the great contemporary Buddhist minds in America today. This week's episode, from Yangtze Rinpoche's Sunday teaching at Dharma Friendship Foundation in Seattle, takes a close look at equanimity, the middle way of our awareness. Practice of equanimity, when you look at an alarm room, it is uh, introduced not at the beginning, in a, in a small scope, it is not at also in the medium scope, but it's much more introduced into the practice when you're trying to do a practice of a bodhicitta. Okay? Uh, bodhicitta practice. Bodhicitta practice require compassion. Compassion practice require equanimity practice. Uh, so, <clears throat> so therefore, there's a intensive. Uh, there's a, there's a. I think some of the instruction comes. There's a nine round way to meditate into uh, equanimity. Is uh, much more quite elaborated. Um, so, so basically, today we want to understand what is the equanimity. Okay, <laughs> and you know, there's in a basically. Um, I, I think we have to look at it. We do have a compassion, we feel compassion, we experience compassion. And the question comes, if we just generally ask question, when we experience compassion? For the strangers more? Or for your loved ones more? And the person who bothers you a lot? <laughs> Three options only. Okay, so if we ask this question, Oh, you, you feel more compassion for not for human being, more for animal. Human beings are like too difficult. <laughs> more compassion for animals. So if if we if we look at these three questions, oh, you feel like oh, neither I don't feel in my experience I don't feel compassion for neither my close ones, more for the stranger because there's not that much history. <laughs> there's no so much interference. So I feel more compassion for the strangers rather than the close one. The close one is more difficult. <laughs> the difficult one's also difficult. The close one also difficult. The stranger one's the best person where I experience compassion, loving kindness. But usually on the text, kind of when you read it at Lamrim, it assumes kind of like you have more compassion towards the person that you are close. That kind of assumed. But if you look at in our own day-to-daily life experience, 
is a compassion somehow for the strangers, don't have too much history. It's kind of like a simple. And somehow you're able to feel compassion. Is that true more? Like more, more, more for the strangers, more the strangers. That so, so basically, you, you know, here we need to kind of analyze when you're doing a meditation of equanimity. For the stranger, why? Because there's no history, isn't it? That's, that's the kind of, that's the really the main thing you are able to kind of instantly able to feel loving kindness and compassion. That pure mind, they're able to connect very simple because there's no interference, isn't it? So if that is the case, now over here, is this interference is uh, my mind projection or this interference is, exists within the within the people, okay? So, so, is, so here I think equanimity practice is, equanimity practice is so much about clearing, clearing up the history, or letting go the history, or minimizing the history, isn't it? So usually the word equanimity doesn't really carry that meaning, isn't it? The equanimity word, the, the word equanimity, kind of politically correct, isn't it? It's like, yeah, equanimity is really good, it's really wonderful. But if you really go beyond the terminology, it's somehow either letting go the history or you're not pay, not too much pay attention or not exaggerating the history, or maybe the practice of equanimity is, a, not, is about the history, the story, the narratives. Or letting go that and once you have that then you have a same that we're able to feel compassion instantly towards to the stranger likewise we're able to feel the compassion towards to the anybody once we're able to kind of so practice of equanimity is a, do you think usually in a lamrim it's is is kind of comes like this much more logical way of looking like like, why are you discriminating? That's also very logical. You know, why, you know, they're all, we're all equal. We're all in the same journey. We're all in the same situation. We're all in the same kind of challenge. And uh, why you want to discriminate? Okay. So I think there's a several way to look at it in a practice of equanimity. One thing is, the one thing is, uh, the question and the question is, is practice of equanimity suggesting for us, we're all in kind of one dimension. My relation towards the all living sentient beings is a one dimension. So is this not possible, isn't it? This is not possible. We all have a different relationship. We will have a due to our own karma. We have a, some kind of natural. All this due to karma. It's not voluntarily. It's due to our own history. Due to our own history. We, we will have a... There will, there will be never be some kind of so equal. is not impossible, isn't it? So... So equanimity practice is, uh, what do you think it is uh, suggesting? Equanimity practice is uh, really the most important part. Even in today's 
deciding uh, some articles saying like, oh, maybe mindfulness practice is much more about equanimity. It's not so much about, maybe that's the really we are missing, you know, people trying to exploring, maybe equanimity, that's the most mindfulness practice. And uh, when you look at it, like for example, <clears throat> Uh, mm, like like a popular speaking, you know, pay attentioning without no judge, no judgmental. Pay attentioning without no judgmental. Pay attentioning without no judgmental. Judgmental towards to whom? Towards to yourself. So maybe. Non-judgmental is a some kind of practice of equanimity towards to your own self, isn't it? You know, so <clears throat> I mean, like when we say, when we're judging for our own self, we are opening up our file history, isn't it? We're opening and grading. <laughs> We're giving grade to our own self. Oh no, this, this is A, this A plus, this is no B, this C D. <laughs> so 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 uh, the main thing is the practice of equanimity, what what that really means. It is is practice of equanimity is a very specific or practice of equanimity can be apply very it is a very 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 expand practice of equanimity is very expand it's not that specific you're trying to level up everything in the same category this is not possible so it is a <clears throat> so uh, so this is the, this, you know so one is a uh, your perception your perceptions of individual you are trying to you know, getting, bringing into the neutral states of our awareness. Um, and that's also very strange, neutral state of awareness. This is a state of awareness that is not so much poking for the history. The mind that kind of able to connect and seize, very present, and not trying to bringing up rest of the history or anything. The, somehow the mind that able to connect in the present. So maybe the equanimity, maybe the, the word equanimity is a middle way of awareness. This is not so much, this is a way you, you connect. That mind that undistracted basically maybe equanimity is maybe mind of equanimity is a awareness that connects to individual without a distraction maybe equanimity have a, some kind of level of a concentration concentrating into that present moment maybe equanimity is just mind that awareness that abide into that present moment like for example when we say i feel more compassion for stranger than the close one is basically that mind is a so much abiding into that present moment and present situation. Somehow, by the circumstances, it doesn't bring any kind of history. So therefore, it is a fully present. 
that fully present awareness brings compassion naturally. That fully present awareness becomes fully concentrated, undistracted. So somehow over here we need to understand equanimity is something kind of like, it's not necessarily concentrating, but is undistracted. It is a pay attentioning, it is undistracted, it's not kind of like a, I'm concentrating. <laughs> so maybe we understood equanimity from pay attentioning into the present moment. That basically means undistracted, ultimately. Undistracted over here is basically you are not opening up different files. <laughs> you keep that in the Word document. <laughs> not necessarily delete, <laughs> but keep there, keep in a hard drive. <laughs> but when it needed, we can pull it out. Okay, so basically our problem is we open up all the time. It just becomes a distraction for the process of awareness when we're connecting. So, equanimity. So, can we say equanimity is something like that? Based on a, when we express, I have a more compassion for strangers. I feel more compassion for strangers. In the Lamrim doesn't assume that I feel more Okay. Now, by saying that I feel more compassion for stranger, is that compassion is, uh, how that, that kind of compassion have a longevity? Now we have to look at it, you have a, some compassion comes very quick and disappears very quick. <laughs> something comes quick, something disappears very quick. So here, maybe if you look at it, compassion towards the stranger is maybe very easy to arise because you have not so much history and somehow you see the situation, you are fully present into that one. So you have a natural response, that kind of like a pure state of a mind, so you have a natural response. But now the question comes here, how much does compassion have a longevity? In general speaking, maybe some individual might have a very longevity, you are committed, you feel responsibility and moving on, you know, on and on, that kind of like carrying on such a compassion action. So now, in a general speaking, for the stranger, in a general speaking, yes, I feel that kind of very... Then, when it comes more further, con continuity or for the flow of a, that kind of compassion in action, usually for the stranger, I think generally, like, how you think, generally speaking, the, the continuity will be a little bit more shorter. Isn't it? Is is pretty much we can say is it will be shorter, because there's not so much substance, karmic substance or whatever, that can back it up. That compassion to sustain, okay, is very easy to come, arise. But it's a, so now. Now we go for the compassion towards to the the loved ones. It's very complex compassion, but it have a, some kind of a karmic substance back in the kind of like at the, at the background. So it have a kind of like a, somehow it is a, <laughs> it, 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 it karmic responsibility. So, so therefore, <clears throat> so we need to see equanimity feeling is somehow it opens the gate, it welcomes. 
Now for the compassion to have a longevity and compassion with the responsibility is require somehow karmic foundation, then so-called like a close one, the loved one, whatever we labeled, somehow that becomes kind of like a much more, uh, <clears throat> you know, kind of the responsibility. Do you, do, do, you, do you think that's the truth in, in the, the compassion have a more more backup or that compassion have a more burden <laughs> more burden or more backup <laughs> so now from the Mayana point of view it is encouraging definitely I think that's the compassion wrap up with the attachment and uh, there's a very sincerely wants to you know wishing for well-being but it have a, that kind of some kind of aggressiveness some kind of tenseness into, 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 into integrating into that so so let's let's look at like a layout due to equanimity practice you have a, that kind of openness welcoming you expand it. Then you have that kind of compassion, but not necessarily karmic connection. It don't have that kind of like a karmic connection. Have a tendency of a karmic connection is is a attachments is part of the package. <laughs> when we say karmic connection, when we say karmic connection, is attachments comes part of the package. Okay, but it it also brings very powerful energetic compassion at the same time it's also bringing intense so here obviously we'll say like i want to that attachment you know that attachment i, th I think that understanding of attachment is i think is a very interesting i think it's a, uh, this is another way to look at it can we have an attachment? Can we train our own self to be attached without self-interest? <laughs> usually, that's not the history we have. That's the, that's the history. Usually, attachment is so much related, related with a, related with a, some kind of like a self-interest. That's what I want. Some kind of ego demands and send kind of foot soldier, which is the attachments, go and then do, do the jobs. So here, basically, attachment is kind of like an energy. It is an energy. It is mental energy. But it is a run by very bad negative CEO, <laughs> you know, manager, which is the ego's running, ego run by ego. So here to look at it, in the same concept, you know, today's world, we have this concept of clean energy. And so do we have, have a clean attachment? <laughs> you know, still you can run, you won't get any side effect, <laughs> still things get be done, <laughs> you know, that's kind of concept, like, like you're still utilized. Uh, uh, in the Tibetan terminology, clean attachment have a different title, instead of, in the Tibetan we have word, I mean like maybe in the English too, you know, there is an attachment, a desire, you know, we, we did different terminology, craving, attachment, desire, inspiration, 
you know, if you look at it, they might have a similarity, you know, like for example, I'm desired to liberation. Can we say I'm attached to liberation? You know, I'm in inspired, I have inspiration for liberation. So we can have a kind of like a, when we say I'm clinging to liberation, you see it have lots of uh, tenseness. I'm attached to liberation. You see, I then it have some kind of like unbalance. I'm desired to liberation. What you say? Do you see desire and attachment kind of same thing? So what what we are looking for is that the the emotion that have a power and and it kind of pulls you up, but at the same time, we don't want. There's a something we want, something we don't want, <laughs> that somehow it pulls you so badly that you get so kind of rigid. So that's really what we wanted. So, so for example, inspiration, inspiration, you know, inspiration, that's somehow, uh, you know, basically, any kind of powerful emotion, somehow it have it, it becomes power because it have an ingredient of expectation. Ingredient of expectation. So I think that the, the, our practice and our journey is uh, can we kind of not run this all-powerful emotion without ingredient of expectation. So that's the kind of, I think, <laughs> that recipe is a disaster recipe, you know, that expectation. So like now, in, in, a, in a general world, do we consider expectation is good or not? And I expected you that, I, expectation, what do you think expectation is? Mm -hmm. That can have a good and bad too, isn't it? Expectation. Can we have an expectation without attachment? Maybe you say like, oh, I, I don't care less. <laughs> or, you know, like how... So if you, if, you, if you look at this whole things, how is it coming from? Okay, here, compassion, but, you know, we won't have a compassion, but this, same like this concept of, a, you know, you know, it's polluting my awareness, it's polluting my compassion. It, it, it makes unsustainable my compassion. <laughs> Can I have a clean energy, clean, <laughs> unpolluting, you know? So that's, I think, if you look at same concept, you know, we have this, you know, there's all these things happening, but it's same time is creating mass, it's creating pollution. And the same thing, internal world, yeah, this compassion towards to the loved ones have so much attachment ingredient inside there, so it's really polluting my compassion. It's polluting my compassion, it's polluting my relation, it's polluting my practice. So, so, what, so, so that, that's what we don't want. So the question comes, how we can unpolluted compassion experience? It's the same concept like clean compassion or clean energy or same kind of things. So how you push back? We're talking about expectations, we're talking about self-interest. Uh, so so it, it almost like a going back and looking where it's coming from, is this coming from, okay? So, so here I think to undo that compassion which have a strong attachment, I think is require 
the motivation of that compassion. So maybe the training comes the fundamental where is the mediator? <laughs> How do you call it? In, 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 a, in a usual terminology, maybe compassion with attachment, maybe if you look at it very carefully, like a little bit meditating into the way it is focusing, maybe. Maybe we have to look at the focus. The focus <coughs> or the source of energy is not the compassion driven the help and the serve. Maybe the attachment driven, attachment is the running the compassion to the, do the work. Or we need to kind of, where is the focus maybe? So I think the ultimate, our objective will be history with the patient. You know, like to, to develop patient, we're not, we're not able to delete the history. We cannot delete our history. So our goal is like having those whole history Maybe, hopefully, this history, this history may become source of a clean compassion. <laughs> right now, is a, this history is the interfering for the clean compassion. But now, temporary solution, we say, okay, you know, if, without that history, it creates, it opens up so many possibilities. Patients, you know, you're able to open to patient and so on and so on and so forth. But we cannot deny the history. History is uh, there. And the, what the option left for us from the emotional point of view? Are we doomed or that, that history <laughs> doomed or maybe there's a, some way to, to Hopefully, it doesn't open all the time, the history. <laughs> in this case, it's so much into our projection. There's so much media to have to take our perceptions of reality and the self. I think that's maybe the one, you know, wisdom. Uh, I think that kind of like a restlessness and tenseness comes through that energy kind of kicked out so quickly and that projection goes so fast. Uh, so mediator maybe, you know, kind of, the, media, the wisdom mediator maybe is just to slow down that kind of projection. Slowing down that reality that we are projecting for the, in the conventional world and conventional reality. Okay, so, uh, so maybe Maybe the language of that, that mediated wisdom, is this necessary? Mm -hmm. Can we say that? Is this necessary? Is this necessary? <laughs> we can label for the, we can label for the, that mediator, that wisdom mediator, is this necessary? My reaction is, this reaction is necessary. Is this reaction is necessary? So maybe, maybe, maybe it's not so much. I think sometimes we say it's no good the mediator language have to be very careful, otherwise it doesn't become a mediator, it becomes enemy again. <laughs> so maybe we should have like a, when things doesn't line up with my expectation, how I practice. <laughs> we should have that, that, that specific title. <laughs> how, how should I, you know, like how should I, I think we should have a, that mantra when, <laughs> when things doesn't, you know, like I think, you know, we have somehow mantra, it should, 
you should meet with my expectation. <laughs> but if we, if we honestly analyze and observe, that's not realistic. So it's like a, what mantra we naturally given, lineage, we have the lineage, it should meet my expectation. <laughs> it's a given lineage, we have that. <laughs> and then in reality, if we analyze, impossible. Right. Okay? But we react. So, so, so changing will be, and it's some kind of mantra <laughs> that, that says, maybe will be doesn't meet my expectations. Uh, we don't want to wish to never meet our expectation. <laughs> we don't make that prayer, but we have to make our openness. That's, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think, uh, you know, there's a possibility, and I think that fundamentally, there's just several deadlines created by our own ego. <laughs> deadlines like this have to happen, this have to happen, this happen, happen that time, that time, that time. So that I think here the and and uh, not necessarily the realistic deadline. <laughs> so here I think you know I think I think mantra that we have to you know, the commitment that we have to do mantra that we need to recite I think will be something that constantly kind of softening that deadline is not possibility it is is a tentative deadline <laughs> ego is giving me a tentative deadline <laughs> it's not like like a the deadline of a deadline that expectation have to meet you know so I think <clears throat> I think we need to create it. I, I think we need to develop our own several mantra. That mantra that's somehow losing up that kind of expectation. Man, mantra that ease our own self. Mantra that, like for example, is this necessary? You know, of course, maybe one or two times we might going to kick for our own self, but. That will be healthy kick based on it. <laughs> some some kick need to be good. <laughs> I think that might happen, but I think is this necessary? I think that kind of awareness we are kind of like a building up. We're bringing our own emotional protection, and I think that's uh, is this necessary? And if it is a reaction, is this necessary? I'm reacting again. Oh. <laughs> I'm reacting again. I think several times I think we will, um, but again, uh, the process of uh, make sure we are not reacting for reaction, you know, like, uh, so there's, there is a, some kind of, I think, <clears throat> I think we need to also see these things can happen for us. I think, I think that kind of like a, almost like a gentleness. Yes, I'm human being. Yes, things can happen, but I don't want to make it as a habit. <laughs> I, think, I think that kind of gentleness, is this necessary? And things happen, yes. I'll, so there is a, some kind of kindness through those experiences towards our own self. I think it is a, usually we tense like, oh, now I want to change, and the change didn't happen, then we create another <laughs> reaction. So I think this kind of like, a, <clears throat> kind of acceptance, I think some kind of acceptance, yes, this has happened, but yes, I want to. There's a, any kind of discipline developed based on a, some kind of like awareness and gentleness. 
But again, somehow, if we look at back, our habit, our culture is uh, either, you know, kind of that kind of rigid, you know, so either this or either that. Uh, so maybe we need to look at most where this coming from. Where this coming from? Is this uh, what maybe if you look at that it, that behavior it owns up? What is really happening? Uh, why it have to be this kind of so aggressive towards to the positive? Is so aggressive towards to the negative and the positive? That aggressiveness, okay? That aggressiveness need require wisdom mediator. Wisdom mediator, okay? <clears throat> so, uh, so I think. Uh, whole teaching into the meditation of emptiness is, I think, the ultimate mediator. <laughs> ultimate, no, I think the wisdom. Wisdom is really uh, trying to perceptions of a reality bring into a middle way. Perceptions of another living being, perceptions of yourself, perceptions of a situation. So, ideally, if we, maybe our training, our yoga, our mental yoga, maybe at the beginning in the morning, maybe it should be this kind of meditation or mental yoga of bringing perception into the middle way. Maybe it's we need to figure out that. Uh, that kind of exercise, then somehow your rest of the nine to five, we can run into that platform. If we're able to run our nine to five into that platform, awareness of that platform into the middle way, reaction-free zone. <laughs> reaction-free zone. <laughs> Karmic-free zone. So I think, fundamentally, I think you know, I think Buddha's teaching is uh, like wisdom, meditation of emptiness is, is the the medicine that medicine that cures hundred disease or something that like this is like ultimate. This how we can how we can take the view of a reality perception into the that kind of like into the middle way, mm. middle way view. Okay. So maybe now, so then do we need to make a separate workout, out practice to developing compassion, developing concentration? Maybe we are already embedded, all the concentration, the ultimate con concentration. What's the word, embedded? In, in, in can you say that? Embedded? Embedded? Oh, embedded. Yeah. Embedded. Yeah, embedded. Yeah, yeah, within our own self. Only the work that we have to do is unleash that. <laughs> it's there, it's us. It's latent. Even not necessarily, pot yeah, it can say potential, but it's, it's basically Right now, what we see is we somehow like a, like we need to develop that. We need to kind of construct that. We need to go through process. And although there's lots of these things, maybe the main job, spiritual journey is a journey of stopping that floodgate of a karma. <laughs> maybe the 
floodgate of a distraction. Maybe the, our all spiritual journey is just to stop that flood. The path is clear all the time. <laughs> we don't, we not, not, there's no two things, stopping the flood and all the constructing the road is not necessarily, there's already, is the, what you think, it's, it sounds really good, but we don't have the two things, you just stop the flood, flood of a distraction, flood of aggression, flood of reaction, Once it, the main job is just to stop the flood. So based on our discussion here, what you think, okay, so therefore, what should I pay attention in first? <laughs> so based on all this discussion we're having, going back and forth. And so, so here, to strategizing, what should I pay attention first? Okay. What, what, what would be, where should I pay attention? It's so complex. The, the, the complex is so vast, but where should I pay attention you know, first? Where, where should I start? Where should I start my mediator process? There's so many areas. <laughs> I cannot mediate all in time in one time. So where I should start that process of a mediator? Where should, which, from which corner I should start? Uh, <clears throat> so I think the, uh, from the Buddha's teaching point of view, I think this whole complex that we created in the world, that things that we perceive and we believe, is a, some kind of a reflection of a complex of an internal mirror reflection in some way. And so therefore I think first we need to mediate, mediate self-mediation. Can you say that? Yeah. Self-mediation. So, so there is a lots of this kind of like this concept of a, we need to meditate on emptiness of a self. This is a don't you know like don't go out there and fix the world. Really fix within our own self. You know so there's a, this kind of mediating, uh, mediator or mediating. This I think so. So where we start basically starting. Uh, so maybe if you look at it. I have attached, so therefore my compassion is not getting so healthy, it's become limited. So I'm attached to my relative, where this attachment is coming from? Maybe it's a, some kind of, that attachment is a self, some kind of mirror reflection of a self-attachment. Okay? If you look closely for that attachment, Although it is a label, I'm attached to my relative, but again, if you look at, if you look at it, the whole circle, is coming back to the self-attachment, isn't it? Mm -hmm. it, it, it it's, it's kind of like a tricked, I'm attached to that, but somehow it comes to attach to myself. You know, if that attachment doesn't follow self-attachment, that attachment is going to fall apart, <laughs> isn't it? Because the, the, the difficulty coming because it is not following the order of a self-attachment. Maitripa College is a Buddhist institution of higher education founded by Yangtze Rinpoche in 2005. We offer two graduate degree programs, a Master of Arts in Buddhist Studies and a Master of Divinity.
as well as classical Tibetan language studies. Founded upon three pillars of scholarship, meditation, and service, the Maitripa College curriculum combines Western academic, contemplative learning, and traditional Tibetan Buddhist disciplines. Through the development of wisdom and compassion, our graduates are empowered with a sense of responsibility to work joyfully for the well-being of others. They become agents of positive change in the world and are shaping the development of Buddhism in the West as scholar practitioners, chaplains, professional translators, doctoral degree candidates, leaders in the nonprofit world, educators, and more. We invite you to join us and make your practice your life. So it is so much about uh, Buddha's teaching, you know, not knowing of a true nature of our myself is a creating, it is a kind of like a substitute by self-attachment. My, you know, awareness of a nature of my existence is a substituted by attachment for myself. So it's a run by that kind of self-attachment. You know, then again, now the question comes, uh, what you mean? I'm not self-attached. I'm so self-hating. <laughs> I have a, no. What you're talking about? No, I don't like myself at all. <laughs> so I think now this is uh, again we we this is very realistic. We are very very vivid. You know, sometimes I guess I hate myself. I really don't like myself. But that also hated coming from self-attachment. You know, that's so clear. Self-attachment. But now, okay, we go back to the Buddha's teaching. There's nothing to hate because you are not there. There's no you. <laughs> Who's you? There's no you. That, that becomes kind of very, very uh, nihilistic, you know, obviously. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> we're talking about you. <laughs> So I think this uh, concept of emptiness again. There's nothing to hate because there's no. You know, sometimes I was thinking, you know, Buddha himself, he grown up in a Hindu Hindu culture, you know, different culture. You know, he's grown up that. Maybe, maybe when he kind of questioning entire this culture, maybe he might lose his identity. I'm just kind of assuming, you know, like just as an individual person, you know, like as an as individual person. Maybe he lose like maybe identity cry, ident identity crisis. What you call that? Identity crisis. And then maybe he call like maybe through that maybe he thought like, what the heck? There's no such a self. There's <laughs> no where I'm hanging. This is a Crisis of crisis identities is hanging to something, and maybe he's trying to look at where I'm hanging, where I'm hanging, mm -hmm. and it's like really trying to looking into it. There's nothing. There's no such a thing that I'm hanging. It's my own projection. And one question: Getting mad is you think negative? <laughs> getting mad is emptiness contradicts getting mad is emptiness contradicts getting things getting wrong emptiness contradicts with a mistake mm -hmm. is emptiness and mistake can be side by side mm -hmm. 
Emptiness is acknowledging mistake. Emptiness is acknowledging r right thing, wrong thing. Uh, what you think? Is emptiness is a solution? Even mistake happen? Is emptiness a solution for not to make a mistake? Emptiness maybe because of emptiness we make a mistake. Huh? What you think? Is sometimes we might think it is a, some kind of solution. Is emptiness is a, some kind of emptiness is a, you know so basically mistake, wrong, all that things which creates negative things and so on and so forth. Is emptiness contradicts mistake? Does emptiness acknowledge mistake? Teaching of emptiness acknowledged mistake. I think so. What do you think? It acknowledged mistake, yes. Yeah. And, and uh, emptiness of a teaching is not to erase mistake. Emptiness of teaching is not to erase samsara. Emptiness, uh, emptiness of a teaching is acknowledging samsara. It you know, nirvana and samsara both. Okay, so here, <clears throat> uh, emptiness as uh, we should not, when we say emptiness, in the practice of emptiness, of an antidote of a samsara, I mean, like, uh, you know, so basically, you know, sometimes we might see emptiness is somehow is negate mistake. And I think to, to just to just to point that emptiness really acknowledging mistake. So now we need to understand wisdom realizing emptiness is a basically it acknowledging mistake is validated. You can say it's validated mistake. Yeah. Exactly. So, so then we need to look at it. what is the emptiness role, the wisdom realizing emptiness role, role into the mistake. Uh, and, and our own meditation in emptiness, what we're trying to accomplish. Not to make a mistake. <laughs> but our meditation in emptiness also acknowledged mistake. Our practice of meditation and emptiness acknowledge karma, but our practice of emptiness also try to not to accumulate more further negativity karma. So when you look at the rule of a wisdom realizing emptiness in our life, is basically, you know, sometimes we use oh, this mistake happened is okay. We use this kind of terminology. What do you think? It's okay, it's not okay. Huh? <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> uh, if, if individual practitioners practicing meditation of emptiness, but same time can say mistake is not okay. You're practicing meditation of emptiness saying mistake is okay. You're practicing compassion and saying, if you're not practicing the compassion, the mistake is not okay, it's not acceptable. Can we be compassionate at the same time mistake is unacceptable. You're practicing wisdom as an emptiness, say mistake is not acceptable. It's not okay. <laughs> is this, this can be contradict. Okay, so that's, that's the good, you're, you're practicing compassion, you're practicing wisdom as an emptiness, then you, your, your, your interaction with the world can, can, can you be, mistake is not okay. 
<laughs> you cannot say that. <laughs> you cannot be that. That's we need to look at it. Is uh, compassion, compassion, but at the same time, what really we over here doing? Compassion is, you know, it's, uh, negativity, karma is not okay. Mistake is not okay. But still, you can be compassionate, isn't it? Usually, now we have to look at it. Usually, when we say not okay, there's much more pain here. This is much more self. It's not okay for me. No, this is much more like uh, not okay because of my expectation. Can we have a not okay, unacceptable without expectation? So that's the kind of key thing when I'm talking. Like uh, the, the, the meditation of emptiness is not necessarily changing the surface behavior, but the ingredient inside the behavior we need to change it. We're not changing the culture itself, but the ingredient in the culture is changing. I think that's why I'm saying I'm doing what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, basically, based on that, yeah, you still be saying it's not acceptable, it's not right. Meditation and emptiness, suddenly you become kind of freely open. You can do whatever you want. It's fine. I'm compassionate. It was, Meditation and emptiness, meditation and compassion still can be quite strict, isn't it? And that strict is not based on my own expectation, but the, I think the tension, you know, we have this kind of, even the expectation is a powerful emotion. If we shift object of your expectation instead of my expectation, if we're able to change to what I'm ex what I'm expecting for well-being, for can we change like that way, like for 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 your own future, or instead of what I wanted? It, all this not possible. It have to be come back to me. <laughs> you know. So coming back to the so basically. The rule of our wisdom or rule of a mediator, I'm, I'm using this word mediator, I don't know why it's mediator and the wisdom, uh, like a meditation of emptiness or meditation of impermanent. So, so maybe the two questions will be like once you wake up morning, do you think you're going to choose to meditate in emptiness and impermanent first or you better choose meditation and compassion? So that's two questions. <laughs> so tomorrow, should I do Ashtanga Yoga or what you call another? <laughs> this? Okay, if we ask this question, uh, you know, sh what you think, I, you know, like based on the observation of what's happening today and tomorrow morning, maybe, you know, we do that, like today I'm not feeling good, so I, maybe tomorrow I should not drink coffee, although I like too much coffee. <laughs> My stomach is upset or something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe say it doesn't matter. Even your stomach is upset. I need to have a drink coffee. <laughs> or in in my case, you know, sometimes I'll say like, okay, butter tea. I know I'm having a headache today, so maybe tomorrow I need to slow down my butter tea. <laughs> so so just kind of putting in a perspective, like 
maybe should I do more meditation compassion or should I do more meditation but impermanent if you are if you if you self inquired if you self questions what what you think usually we'll say like yeah both but it, both is possible or not possible <laughs> maybe you're, you're putting too many things in your plate okay so now if that is the reality too many things in your plate what will be what you should take in your plate, plate first? Compassion first or the wisdom first? What will be the, your breakfast, spiritual breakfast? <laughs> okay, you need to survive from 9 to 5. What will be your spiritual breakfast? It's much more, you usually oatmeal with a blueberry or... <laughs> or so here, like, what will be the oatmeal? <laughs> Is much more compassion, or is much more be the wisdom? So when I when although yes, compassion is a widely advised, but when you're looking on the ground, on the situation, on the ground, are we ready for? There's lots of cleanup need to be done. Yeah, <laughs> there's lots of so so from that perspective, compassion is the ideal suggestion. But right now there's no space, or it is a really, you know, mess. <laughs> need to be cleaned up. So, so maybe the, the the breakfast, the first things is must be maybe the wisdom meditation, the mediator. There's a there's too much complex there. The the mediator need to be clean up the path, making mind spacious. Maybe as simple as a simple as a, that is like okay. For my spring, I will start with the cleanup on my mind, clean up my garage, my closet or something, and then maybe in the summer I'll bring some kind of nice things. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you know, like I mean, like a, basically, if you if you look at kind of like a plate, maybe majority is the wisdom. Maybe you have at the beginning, maybe there is a small portion as a compassion in the daily dose of your meditation. If you're trying to do a whole plate of compassion and very small you know, piece of a wisdom, maybe it's not the way to work. The breakfast, you're not able to digest that breakfast. <laughs> so maybe that should be more wisdom, you know, more wisdom with a tinge of loving kindness <laughs> in the plate. If your plate is whole plate is a compassion, and you have a very little, you know, small piece of a wisdom, maybe not able to digest. You might taste good, but not able to digest. <laughs> okay, I'll keep it in mind. I'll keep it that in mind. But I think it looks like our discussion all over here. What's happening is like, okay how to have a more wisdom into the for the holiday celebration mm -hmm. so I was uh, thinking how to uh, how to deal with the holiday <laughs> how to deal with the holiday <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I remember when I went to my family house and one of my sister telling me one story, one of my brother telling me one story. 
and uh, when I hear is oh it is real it looks like this story real and I look here that total opposite story but this looks like a real story uh, so so anyway <clears throat> I think fundamentally there is some kind of um, uneasiness that we bring in a, such a gathering, karmic, that uneasiness, kind of, from the beginning there's nothing is ready to explore. <laughs> so this kind of uneasiness, I would say, uneasiness. Uh, so basically, uh, fundamentally, I think that kind of way to let go, that kind of uneasiness, is already kind of built up kind of situation, it's already kind of geared up. <laughs> so I think fundamentally, not so much about the, what's going to happen in the story, that's, that's not the real story, but we think that's a real story. The real story is already started in our own house, where it's already that buzz that we created in within the, our own mind. I think that's kind of like the... Uh, number one, that noticing, because we almost thinking there's something going to happen there. No, it's happened already here. That buzz is the real story. That's kind of like, a, okay, things going to happen. There's something. There's already we are anticipating already. That anticipation is the really the way we need to kind of pay attention. Over there, I think it's okay. It's not big deal. This is uh, can be surprised. Can 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 be really everything's go smooth and anything. So what we should pay attention that anticipation that's that mind that already making a story the mind that already kind of um, so here from the you know like I think by our own self when these thoughts are arising I think that's the place where we can work better because if we don't pay attention this one then things can get explored over there because we are well rehearsed already so that rehearsal needs to be break down that rehearsal that mental rehearsal that rehearsal so here <clears throat> that rehearsal so i think like it's so so now the question come should we replace that rehearsal with something or should we let go that rehearsal or so what is the option here <laughs> uh, so i think replacement will be the best than i think re replacing with that rehearsal maybe we should do some kind of nice rehearsal <laughs> <laughs> not negative rehearsal <laughs> maybe some kind of positive rehearsal so re so maybe we need to change the rehearsal the rehearsal for the gathering the holiday gathering that rehearsal need to be changed so so I was thinking if we change the rehearsal what we should what should we rehearsal for that gathering <laughs> okay so the rehearsal I was thinking maybe <clears throat> Um, you, know, you know, basically, we're bringing our body, speech, and mind for the, for the party, for the gathering. <laughs> body, we as a human being, we as a whole thing, our body, speech, and mind will be there. So, uh, the basically, the three door we call, like from the, some of the teaching, they call like mindfulness practice, we have to apply for the three doors, body, speech, and mind. So, so basically, here I was thinking, uh, <clears throat> With our body and with our by speech, the rehearsal should be like okay, you know what I can bring some kind of, what can be so engaging, you know, allow to engaging, you know, 
But from the mental, what should not engage? <laughs> because the minute the mental get involved, so so I think uh, uh, with the mental we need to think more like what I can let go. And uh, with the body and speech, what I can bring, what I can bring for the gathering. Uh, with the mental, maybe much more rehearsal will be like, what should, what should I not bring? <laughs> more pay attentioning. With the mental, more pay attention to what should I not bring. With the speech and with our body, what should I bring? Maybe some kind of like that rehearsal will be. You know, usually we, you know, rehearsal like oh, all, all, everything, all, you know, like all these different negative rehearsals. So, so fundamentally, <clears throat> so, uh, so that kind of I think some kind of like a noticing negative rehearsal, replacing negative rehearsal with a positive rehearsal, and uh, building mindfulness that. What I what should I not bring and what should I bring? <laughs> How about that? That's the, my proposal. <laughs> yeah, changing the rehearsal. <laughs> in, in a rehearsal is some type of meditation, changing the meditation. <laughs> and uh, you know. You know, it is so much as we are talking earlier how the wisdom play important role, because you know there is a two family gathering happening, external family gathering happening, and internal individual family members they have their own mental family gatherings happening simultaneously side by side, and uh, if this mental family gathering goes wrong, then everything's go wrong <laughs> no matter how much the 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 the, the, the homemade food we bring <laughs> so so therefore this is i think uh, you know uh, here so so early as we we're talking earlier the wisdom uh, it is uh, okay is this it is am i going with a kind of am i going with a well prepared or am I going with a kind of ease? Am I going with the inspiration? Am I going with the discipline? You know, which kind of state am I myself going to go there? And I think we should not feel like I'm kind of prepared. It's not about competition. It is not game. It is a, so. So all that thing is is, is almost like that. It's, it can be seen like when I was doing my final exam. It was a stressful, it was a kind of tense, and uh, it was a kind of tense. Then I called my teacher, you know, like I thought, like this, 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 this final year of my study, if end of like this doesn't look good, you know, it's kind of stressful. And then my teacher told me, because it's a very, very tricky, because this Haram Geshi exam is there's no second chance, only you have to rebirth one more next life. <laughs> So like you have to take whole rebirth and go through all the class and get the exam again. <laughs> so there's no second chance. That's it. This lifetime, one time shot, and that's it. Yeah. If you fail, it is failed. You accept and you move on. Uh, so it's no. So there's a little bit that kind of, and and the fevers my peers. There's two or three of them failed, mm. and there was a uh, there was a little bit kind of tense. Uh, 
And uh, once you kind of fail from that uh, exam, what happened is complicated because the college, the, the way they're coming from, they say they still respect as a, yeah, as a Harampa, but that there is an overall organization he didn't pass, so you won't recognize. But uh, anyway, then it affects how you enter in Tantic College. <laughs> There's a several things effect, but then at the end, they say like, okay, you still failed, but you were not necessarily recognized by the, by the whole organization as a Tharampa, but you're still as a, we respect you as a Tharampa. So you get pretty much same status like all the rest of the class, he will take it, like he enter in a different class. So anyway, the long story short. So I think, I think preparation should not take into the actual event. That's the key thing. You know, sometimes I'm prepared. Then you have to let go entire preparation. You well rehearse then in the, on the actual things. You need to totally, you should not, you should not bring the rehearsal into the actual things. In the actual, th you have to be so free you have no attached to the rehearsal, no detached to anything. That kind of like a, uh, you know, like also for the, my exam, I have to be, I cannot be like whole night preparing and reading. I need to sleep. I need to be as normal as possible. I cannot be tied up in exam. Uh, in the day. So I, oh, so, so therefore the exam can happen really good. You cannot, my teacher told me, don't try to read and re prepare. That's it. Preparation happens. You need to totally state of mind in fully relaxed. You don't go like last minute rush. That creates entire, it can take down entire down. So I think the positive rehearsal we did as much as possible. The actual engagement, I think we have to be totally kind of like a relaxed, totally relaxed uh, that um, uh, so basically, pay, t pay attention for kind of like a let going, kind of ease, okay? So, so I think that's kind of simple thought, simple awareness. But anyway, uh, I, think, I think that's the key thing. Sometimes we prepare and we bring the preparation into the actual, and that's the way we make mistake. Mm -hmm. and, uh, when the actual preparation, actual time came, we have to totally let go of the preparation, totally depart from the preparation. So we have a, that transition with the piece. Otherwise, we bring that uh, rehearsal and that. So, uh, so although now, the, now, the, now it's easy to say the word to let go, <laughs> let go. But what is the success rate? What what we can bring the success rate is. Uh, yeah, of course, we'll see the rehearsal, but the, in the rehearsal, the ingredient of the wisdom, how much the dose of wisdom was an integrated part of the rehearsal, and I think that will make... Uh, so, so now the question comes, what will the wisdom? What will the wisdom will be? What will the wisdom will be? I think the wisdom will play an important role. So then, rest of the compassion, non-violent, or non-violent communication, or peace communication, or all rest of things can be naturally happen once we implement the wisdom in the first place. So here, what will be the wisdom? What is the challenge for the wisdom? 
I think that will be the fundamental question. You know, what will be the wisdom is required? What will the challenge with the wisdom? Okay, so uh, fundamental challenge with the wisdom is the things that we are not able to let go. We're stuck in one corner. That's it. <laughs> this is the truth. That's the ultimate truth. <laughs> that stuck into one corner. That's, you know, that the wisdom, the most challenges. So here the, 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 the responsibility of a wisdom is to deconstructing that stuck, that stiff corner that we built it up into whatever the reality we, we created. So really kind of we need to breathe more related with the, that situation and making much more flexibility and able to ease and able to kind of and that becomes so concrete that corner becomes so concrete because we are hitting from only from one side of a corner that made it made it very concrete and basically we're trying to kind of penetrating that corner from one one perspective very strongly Okay, so way to kind of like almost like the grief, you know, kind of one by one, like kind of we need to kind of loosen that up as much as possible to see. Well, you know, you know, I think this is that's the way is the yoga practice taking place. <laughs> you know that discipline. Okay, I think it's a, you know, it it can be very, uh, how you say, you know, journey with that wisdom. You know. You know, the, another part of the, although we will say like, a, which apply also counter respond, make, put put yourself into very kind of confusing states. You know, it counter respond. That corner have also some kind of wisdom. It will apply back. It's not totally kind of like a. Uh, it have a kind of logic and a reasons and and uh, it will have a counter logic and a reason and wisdom to to to. To feedback, but again, it is not all about clarifying and answering that wisdom. It's not about that. If you're trying to answer that that wisdom, it have an infinite question. <laughs> it have an infinite logic. So the trick is not so about the responding and replying for that wisdom. I think that all the our 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 efforts is. Uh, how to lo losing and kind of like a acknowledging and the same thing like mindfulness measure acknowledge but you don't follow acknowledge if you answer you following okay it's kind of same method you acknowledge but you you know basically uh, in a kind of like a, you 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 accept it, but you haven't taken the, the answer as an answer. You know, accepting as a kind of like allowing such an energy, which is promoted by that, you know, that's, that's bad because of this and that, that there's all this logic and reason kind of putting tree. But you're allowing, you're not blocking. In you know, that wisdom, have the same kind of, you repress that negative corner. If you repress that negative corner, it will backfire. Same thing. It is a, it's a basically wisdom method, wisdom approach is just acknowledging and allowing that expression. But our discipline, wisdom discipline, will be not following that. You know. So that's our most discipline is like usually we follow, we cut, and then we end up in negative rehearsal. 
you know. So the key for the for the for the wisdom, the most method practice is to that wisdom, positive wisdom, to able to apply our discipline will be not to get caught into that acknowledgement process. <clears throat> okay. So usually, I think many times we get caught. We get caught. We get caught, and we we are not able to stop. There's no way to stop. That the the, the <clears throat> It's a very powerful, very strong. It's very strong. It's impossible. There's karma. There's a habit. There's so many things. So only our method is, you know. Almost sometimes I feel like in Puerto Rico when I go, they say Rinpoche, be careful. If you wants to go to swimming in ocean, there's an undercurrent. Once you reach heat undercurrent, <laughs> don't swim in against it. <laughs> I think exactly. I think our wisdom swimming. We should not swim against that that stuck corner. <laughs> not against. It's, it's not possible. So I think yes. Uh, <clears throat> you know. So I think it's so much wisdom in terms of here is nothing. Nothing's different than skillful means. It's not so much some kind of discovery. Or it's not so much about some kind of new thing you saw. It's not so much about that. It's so much skillful means. How you navigate through this force of our karma and habit. The wisdom is so much about how you're going to navigate. It's not so much about suddenly you have fully different reality you saw and hopefully that can happen in later but at the moment i think it's how to the the, the main responsibility of wisdom is how we're going to navigate through that wave of our karma that now you're coming together and gathering together there's a energy build up <laughs> one another way of looking you know from bhajasattva purification perspective usually it gives you a full step and uh, you know, first, basically, in such a situation, maybe, I think, I think number one important part is some way to cultivate trust for yourself. You know, sometimes, this is very important, sometimes we have, when we have strong sense of trust, or faith or trust into our own self, that plays a very important role to how we interact with the rest of the things. So that's, I think, four point of our practice, they have this, actually usually you say faith or trust towards the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. But right now in this case, I was thinking like, uh, maybe this would be much more, uh, how we can have a healthy sense of identification of a self when we are gathering when we have some kind of, because we have lots of feedback back and forth. You know, sometimes it, de it destabilizes the sense of self. So I think a healthy sense of self that, that is just so compatible within the your own self. So that's, that's I mean, so when trust in terms of where it's not so much you're following yourself, but there's a certain level of a comfort within the own self. So building that, sense of comfort within our own self becomes, I think, the fundamental, fundamental. And that comfort base, then I think this sense of openness, then respect or pay attentioning and that kind of openness towards the other living. So that's, I will say, like a fundamental, uh, you know, 
you know, you know, sometimes when we gathering, there's uh, sometimes we put some kind of uh, expectation for within our own self. I should speak. I should not speak. I should stand up. I should sit <laughs> sit down. I will move. The, you know, there's lots of those uh, stories is plays there, and uh, we lose the the. You know, it's the same thing like uh, at the beginning when I was uh, starting to teaching Dharma, and then I was I have too much <laughs> too much preparation, <laughs> and I took my preparation into the teaching place, and. And uh, I have to teach for that time. I have to teach for two hours in Deer Park, and my preparation was finished in 15 minutes. <laughs> so whatever I prepared is gone in 15 minutes. Yeah. So I was still left like an hour. <laughs> I had to kill the time for still more time. So many time left. <laughs> and I also you see the clock. Oh, now almost finishing. It's still, still 10 minutes, and it creates more anxiety. <laughs> So, so I think it's the same way is there's a, you know, sense of, you know, all of those preparations, you know, also is really good. I'm not saying you should not prepare anything. Everything can happen spontaneously. No, preparations are really good. Preparations are really good. It's important. Preparations are important. But the problem is we're trying to bring the preparation into the actual time. So, so anyway, uh, going back to the point is that there is a sense of sense of ease within our own self. I think that's really important. Okay, so that opens everything. You know, listening, pay attentioning, and all kind of positive qualities can open it up. Uh, so because there's there's no any kind of noise or there's no any kind of drum is a drumming within our own self. So we have a clear space to to interact in anything. Uh, then from the proponent power, when you look at for the, uh, you know, uh, the second and third, you know, but you can go with a full kind of that kind of things, but obstacle can come, surprise can things happen, <laughs> you know. So they have to have a certain mindfulness that you are prepared for, you are, you are prepared for the surprise. You know, you're prepared for the surprise. You're prepared for the surprise. So there is a, is won't catch you out of nowhere, but you are already aware. So therefore, that kind of like awareness and kind of mindfulness and readiness and pay attention will be, I think, will be really important. And then I think easy. Then then in the gathering, at kind of easy communication. Your, your communication is. Uh, your communication is, I think, it should not be kind of like a intention-based, and your communication should be like very spontaneous-based. Your communication, you know, the minute you think I should do this, I should do that, I think that creates the obstacle because your mind is again making up some kind of. You are picking up through your own imprints and history and story instead of that. State of communication should become like a really spontaneous. And everything's a spontaneous, spontaneous as as much possible. The spontaneous spontaneity communication. So, if you don't feel communication, then also that's also fine. I think <laughs> they don't have to don't have to be something to saying and something have to. Be. So it's so much 
all being, wherever you're being, all wherever you're being, should be very true to yourself. That's you are not trying to follow something or some order. So I think that kind of like a very uh, this cup, this Thanksgiving, I, I went to my relatives in uh, in East Coast, and uh, and uh, I was uh, because they all are playing. They all are have like so many things they're doing together and. and, and and I was just kind of like just observing and staying there. And I said, okay, that's fine, that's fine. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> because they're playing different games and I don't know how to, all these different games to play. <laughs> so I'm like outside it, <laughs> not able. But anyway, I was, I, I was telling myself, so that's fine. I'm just enjoying, I just observe and... <laughs> so, so anyway. Even nothing, so sometimes gathering these things, we feel like maybe you know, that kind of non-verbal -commun non communication can be also good communication. <laughs> good, good communication. Uh, yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> then <laughs> my sister's health, because I told my sister, okay, don't worry about me, I'll just take care of myself, you know, don't try to bring me tea and this, I'll just take care, I'll go in the kitchen and do it myself. So I want to have that freedom whenever I want, otherwise they want to make me timing, what time I want to bring this out. No, don't worry, I'll just do it myself. But her husband is so, her husband wants, I think I might make some mess in the kitchen, so he really won't let me go to the kitchen. No, he's, uh, no, no, what you want, what you want, so. <laughs> so then I was, oh, I'm driving him crazy, so I tried to stay away from kitchen. <laughs> he seems like quite, you know, like quite <laughs> in the kitchen, you don't want to mess the kitchen. <laughs> uh, Okay, so, uh, so I think, uh, you know, like, uh, I think fundamentally wisdom can bring some kind of ease in our life. That, that's, I think, the key thing. You know, we have this life, this short life, in one point of view, it's a short life. But uh, like, due to lack of wisdom, I think we tend to ruin this short life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it ruined the party of a precious human rebirth. <laughs> so, so we need a, a good wisdom to enjoy this. You know, sometimes when you uh, the retreats, when you when you go long retreat, you know, then you're able to n acknowledge your life. Your not, life is not just kind of sweep through your, you know, it's like you can feel your life. <laughs> when you're in a retreat, you feel, oh, I'm exist, I'm exist. Thank you for listening to the Maitripa College podcast. If you would like to learn more about Maitripa College, please visit our website at maitripa.org. M-A-I-T-R-I-P-A dot O-R-G. This podcast was produced by Alfredo Pineiro, Kate McDonald, Andrew Hughes, and me, your host, Tiffany Blumenthal.